to Hole into the Full. I am Chrissy Reinveld. And I'm Emma Rose Klinger. And we are so excited for you guys to be here with us today. I think we're just so excited about these topics in yes. general. And it's a whole new year and a new quarter. And if you're joining us for the first time, I guess you just need to know that we're two besties going to Fuller Theological Seminary together. Yep. Um, and we're both in two different programs. Why don't yeah. you tell them what program you're in, and then yep. I'll tell them which one So um, I am actually in the Masters of Divinity program, otherwise known as the MDiv, and I am studying the pastoral counseling track, um, working towards being a chaplain in the military. Yeah. 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 And I am some doing something similar-ish. Um, so at Fuller Seminary, they actually have a school of psychology and marriage and family therapy. Mm -hmm. And so I'm actually doing the PhD in clinical psychology. And uh, this quarter, I'm taking like five classes and it's pretty intense. But God's already in the past three to four weeks been moving and sharing with me so much about the way he loves us, the way he wants us to be emotionally well and whole and healthy. Yep. And I, I just feel like we are learning it together yeah. as friends. And, and didn't plan it. And didn't. <laughs> yeah, this topic was totally a God thing. So mm -hmm. we're just really excited to go into it a little bit deeper with you. What, what class are you taking right now? Um, so I am taking a psychology class and it really focuses on the body. So we focus on um, trauma and how it affects the body. It talks about how to be basically mind, body, soul connected and whole, whereas like, you know, not disconnecting your mind from your heart or from your soul. So it's been very interesting, um, as well as starting therapy again in the midst of learning about it all. So it's just really cool. Yeah. And you're the the psych whiz over here. So <laughs> I keep joking with her that I'm grateful. I have a best friend that is a psychology major and going to be a therapist because I have my own personal therapist now. Well, and it's, it's so interesting because even going through this psych clinical psychology program, it's different from just going through psychology classes. Yeah. Like, I actually feel like I'm loving people better in my clinical psychology therapy room than I ever have in my life. Mm -hmm. And so just the way I'm treating people in that room is changing the way I treat people in real life. And yeah. I feel like God's teaching me what unconditional love should look like. Yeah, um, it's so cool. It is cool. I just think it's, it's just really cool because we're both in the season of you know, we've talked about reparenting and so much yes. in the last five episodes now. Yeah. This is our sixth, ep sixth episode. Yeah. Um, so it's just really cool to see what season we're in, how school's applying to both of us, um, and just on the journey together. Yeah. You know, we've talked about how school is not like, okay, what are we doing after school? It truly is about the journey. And we learn it every single week, every single month. Like yeah. it truly is about the journey. So yeah. we are just so excited to be on it with you. Yay! We're so grateful <laughs> that you guys are here to watch it with us. Yes. Um, and and we have, us. Yeah. yeah. And we have a patron now. Yay! So we have one patron <laughs> follower. And um, we're hoping to continue to build community over yeah. time. So that way it is not just a me and Chrissy thing, but it is a we thing. And yeah. we all can grow together in him towards wholeness, towards fullness together. So yeah. thank you, our patron follower, and yes. we look thank forward to so more. <laughs> um, and I guess uh, talking about reparenting, this might yeah. be a good time to go into our first topic. Yeah, on, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So we have a mutual friend that um, we just kind of talked to about the podcast and get some help and guidance. And 
So we were talking and he just brought up some topics that really touched you. I mean, they yeah. it touched both of us yeah. very profoundly, but um, it's just really cool how you kind of worked through it and applied it to your life. So yeah. do you want to share? Yeah. Some of that? So the first topic is on emotional provision and the way that this actually came up in conversation. So God's been talking to me about how he's changing the way that I love and he's changed yeah. it in my relationship um, and with my friendships. And, um, and so this, he's a father and he goes, you know, I feel like God's told me I need to focus on protection, on provision and guidance. Like I should be doing these three things as a dad and as a, you know, a husband. Mm -hmm. um, and so as he's telling me, like, I want to protect, I want to guide, I want to provide. I just heard God kind of speak to me and say, hey, aren't I the best father? Yeah. I protect you. I guide you. And I, I also provide for you. Mm -hmm. And and so this father, um, you know, the person we were speaking with, he goes, you know, and I don't mean provision just like financial provision, because yes, I need my kids to eat. I need my family <laughs> to eat. They need, right. we all need to survive and, and thrive. He was like, but if you think about dads, he was like, think about like, he was like, think about provision, um, not just financially, but also spiritually and emotionally. He was like, think about the dads who give the kids all they want, all the finances, they, and then they actually hang it over the kid's head to be like, hey, don't bother me. I have to pay for your schooling. I have to pay for this, for that, for this, for that. Mm -hmm. And they almost use this provision of financial provision of like, this is my weapon and like, and like stay away. Like, let yeah. me focus on what's more important because this money that I bring into the family is more yeah. important. And so he was like, then you have the dads who are super spiritual and they're just like, you just need to be in church and here's, here's what God wants and here's what he wants for you. And da, da, da. But they're not really connecting with the child. Yeah. And he was like, and so actually as he's telling us this story, his daughter comes into the room, yeah. interrupts this like <laughs> business meeting that we're having and just like, you said I could give you a hug. And he was like, yeah. Is it all you want today? So That's all you want right now? And she's like, yeah. So she just gives him a hug and then like walks out. Like <laughs> no reason, just I want a dad hug. And he was so welcoming. He wasn't like, hey, I'm, I'm busy. So he just opened it up. And I was like, gosh, God is like that with each and every one mm -hmm. of us. Yeah. He never yeah. says, hey, I'm too busy for you right now. Can you please like leave me a note, send me a text? No, like God is there. Makes the time. Yes, mm -hmm. and he makes the time for all of us. So yeah. And yeah. he just goes into emotional provision because then he was like talking about, you know, just being there for his child because he was like, I realize over time I need to be there for the emotional provision part because that's the part that no one else can yeah. really like pour into. And so yeah. God was just kind of speaking to me from like a, you know, if I'm the best father, don't I have the best emotional provision for my kids? Mm -hmm. And so then I started kind of like thinking about where have I heard this concept of emotional provision before? And I don't know if any of you guys have heard of Stephen Covey, but he talks about like making deposits into your relational bank accounts. So that way you kind of can like transact on it and ask for help and ask for things. Yeah. And God was kind of showing me like, hey, I don't want my kids to just be emotionally healthy. I want them to be emotionally wealthy. Yeah, because at that different. point, yeah, you're mm -hmm. actually loving from a place of outpouring and overflow yeah. instead of from this place of, hey, I'm trying to please you to actually feel like I'm worthy mm -hmm. of being in your presence and I'm earning your love. Yeah. And so 
he kind of gave me, so I felt like God kind of showed me three different levels of emotional health. Cause, and it's one thing to talk about emotional health and it to be a concept. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm emotionally healthy. I haven't cried today. Like I'm emotionally <laughs> right, healthy. Which, which actually can be a like warning sign. Like, right. oh, I haven't like, you know, I haven't felt anything about a lot of things. And I'm, cause this is me. Like yeah. this is, this is me, right? I'm like, okay, I've, I've dealt with stuff because I don't, I'm not angry or I'm not sad. And I'm actually learning like there's a difference between um, feeling something and thinking you've worked through it when really you've probably gone around it. Mm. And so, you know, to actually be healthy, you have to kind of like charge through that thing when you're ready, right? Charge through that emotion, charge, like take it head on so that you can feel everything and actually heal from it and grow. And so I think like going back to the story of the dad, just being able to encompass all of those things for your children, it also allows you, when you, when you think of your um, relationship with God, it allows you to relate to God in that way too, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if your father has been that, you know, physical, spiritual, financial, emotional, healthy father, then you now have that capacity to see God the Father that way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know we're going to go into, you know, all of the different kind of um, levels of healthy or whatever, um, whatever, <laughs> clearly I'm working, trying to find that word. Okay. Um, anyways, so it just, it's really cool to think about it that way, but also say, okay, maybe my father didn't actually provide all of those. And so it gives you a framework of, I don't see, like, I have a really hard time seeing God as father and being okay with that is like, everyone talks about Abba father and you're like, well, I don't, I don't understand that. And just mm-hmm. being able to recognize, you know, that is a place where you can walk into the healing and figure out there's probably a reason why, and that's okay. So let's dig into that. Yeah. 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 Especially for people who may not have had a dad, right? It's mm-hmm. really hard to even conceptualize the concept of what does God the father look like as a good father, yes. if I have no reference for what a good father is. Mm-hmm. And I think what's been really cool, and we kind of talked about this last quarter was just just that God does reparent us. Like there's, if you you heard our first two episodes (laughs) and our stories, like you'll know that there were moments of like for me, abuse. And you know, we talked about neglect a little bit Mm -hmm. and just just areas where like God really had to provide someone to like take us out of situations and help us through situations. But we, our parents were dealing with their own stuff, their own trauma, their own pain, going through their own healing. And um, and the neat thing is that God met us where we were and has continued to grow us over time. And so he's not just this person in the corner anymore. We're like, okay, right. God, this is this is a thing that's been happening since I've been a little girl. Yeah. Like, and I'm can just, I bring you can, into this now? Yeah. Can you is it like, time? not be in the corner? Can you just come over here and work through this with me? Yeah. 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 And Absolutely. it's it's a different way of, of bringing him in. And mm-hmm. it's more vulnerable, but it's so worth it. So, yeah. um. So the three kind of ways of emotional um, health, I guess you can say, is emotional wealthy. So when I think of that, I think of just being able to emotionally gift. So you're kind of loving from the outpouring. You're um, able to have the capacity for one another. Um, I think it's in Galatians where they say that we should be able to bear each other's burdens. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, not it's, it's Jesus that carries us through the hard times. But we should be able to be friends to like walk through the journey with them and carry yeah. the burden with them so they're not in it alone. 
And sometimes we say like, okay, you're going through this, you need to see your therapist and that's all. But it's like, there's much more than just like the piece of of bringing in a a faith-based psychologist or therapist into that deep place. It's having the social support around you to actually also talk to someone outside of the 50 minute session. Right. The once a week. to feel loved and to feel safe and like, Hey, I know this is serious and I, I really recommend, you know, talk to your ther- therapist about it, but also I love you and I'm here for yeah. you, you know, like having yeah. that, that different kind of connect where, like you said, if you aren't emotionally wealthy and you, you, you may not be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so that having that, that um, understanding of I am emotionally wealthy right now where yeah. I can pour in, in right. that way. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I would say like, when you think of, um, so like the second level, I would say is kind of like emotionally healthy. So mm-hmm. you're aware of your emotions and you know when like you're starting to lose capacity, you, you're kind of like, okay, I know what my boundaries are. I know that my body needs more space right now. Yeah. You kind of, you're just aware of what mm-hmm. you need to be healthy. Um, but you may not have as much capacity as someone who's wealthy. So it's like yeah. someone who has a good thousand dollars of emergency savings versus someone who has like 10, six 000. months, yeah, six <laughs> months a year of emer- of savings, right? Yeah. It's like, it's a, and I'm putting this as like financial talk because I feel like for some people it kind of fits that way. Like the psychological mm-hmm. jargon can kind of feel like big and uh, like, you know, kind of in the corner. But I mean, when you have, uh, you're aware, like, okay, I have this space, I have this much Mm -hmm. room to work with, I know myself, I know my emotions, I'm able to communicate them, and I'm able to tell people what I need, but you may not be outpouring as much as you you may want, instead, you're more in a place of, like, I need to maintain where I'm at, and I need to maintain that I don't lose this extra thousand, or I need to maintain that I don't lose my safety, or Mm -hmm. my, my security. Yeah. And I would say the third aspect is kind of like just being underdeveloped. It's it's this space of when you think about being bankrupt, like emotionally bankrupt. Um, so when people get traumatized, and I've been traumatized growing up, that there there are different responses we have, and most of the times yeah. trauma is interpersonal. Um, and so when you think about the responses, usually people are either fighting. So in my flesh, I fight. When I know something's coming up, I'm like, how am I going to deal with this? Like, how am I going to provide? Like, how am I going to proactively yeah. deal with this issue? So I start to solve. Like, I'm like fixer mode, which actually makes therapy really hard because I can't fix everyone's problems. But I get into fixer mode. So also that's my... why we're good friends because I'm the opposite. <laughs> I'm like, let me retreat and shut down. <laughs> yes. No, it's a good thing because you can draw that out of me. Yeah. Whereas the opposite, where I'm like, okay, let's just take a second, you know, and yeah. breathe, and you know, figure this out, and not char- charge, even though yeah. I need to charge. You know, like <laughs> right. having the balance. Right. And the interesting <laughs> thing is, and and we'll talk about this a little bit more as it comes to friendships, but like. Um, so, so there's, you just talked about the freeze response, you know, so like someone might fight, but some people might freeze. And so, like you said, like, I kind of just shut down. You're not really leaving. You're just like, I'm here, but not giving you anything right now because I don't know. Right. And it's, it's not even like, I used to, I am, this is very real, right? I used to shut down and have so much shame about it or like, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I just respond or like just really struggle with the aspect of I I didn't know what was actually going on in my inner being, right? Like mm-hmm. I didn't know what to say because I didn't know what I was thinking. I couldn't share or um, 
yeah, just share how I was feeling because I couldn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that, that is literally my um, trauma response where I had to learn how to cope with things differently. Like my coping mechanism was I'm going to shove it away and never deal with it at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Or deal with it later and figure out how to talk about it later. Yeah. So now it's like, where the opposite for you is yeah. like, let's, let's do this now. Let's figure it out. Yep. Let's talk. Let's, you know, yep. iron it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like kind of like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, can we stop talking about it? Cause I don't know. <laughs> We're laughing so hard. Cause this is so real this week. Yes. You guys. Yeah. 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 Like very real, very real. And, and the other responses are, um, the, the third one is, uh, flying. So flight, so it's yeah. considered flight. So like, like kind of deer in headlights and then runs. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm it's, it's like, yeah, I'm out of here. Like, this is the healthy response. Like it looks like a healthy response. Like this is wrong. I'm out. And yeah. so in, in the middle of any, of any hurt or pain, like that's typically the response for flight. And then the other response, uh, which is a fourth one, and this is kind of one that I think more people are starting to become more aware of, is tending and befriending. So this is the whole, this is that person mm. who might be like, okay, this person isn't pleased with me. What can I oh, do? Yeah. How can I earn their love? How can, okay, maybe if I do it this way, they won't yell at me. Maybe if I do it this way, I won't get criti criticized. Like, yep. And it's the constant, like kind of walking on eggshells to please someone. Mm -hmm. And so they're constantly tending and befriending and that might start really young. Like yeah. you might, especially as a parentified child, you might start really young to try to earn the love of like, oh, I'm going to help you parent and mm -hmm. I'm going to help you parent my other siblings. And it, yeah. it's a different thing. So what were you going to say? I just want to yeah. A parentified, parentified yes. child. Yes. Basically saying you are the child, but feel like you have to be the. Yes. Parent. A lot yeah. of times, the eldest child feels that way because okay. they're kind of looked at as like the eldest child. You need to watch your brothers, your sisters. Yeah. You need to do this, gotcha. do that. You need gotcha. to cook for yourself. Just wanted to make sure that I understood that. It's good. <laughs> I love that we're doing this together too because yeah. it's teaching me to speak a little bit more in ways that that kind of makes sense to more people. Mm -hmm. In the sense that, like, not everyone reads psychology books all the time, and sometimes right. I'm in this like yeah. very high. Well, and I think that um, you know all of this is it's just so important to understand these things, like. Um, you know, I kind of said earlier that if we don't understand where we are in these levels, mm -hmm. we can try to, you know, be the emotionally wealthy when we're actually the bankrupt one. Yes. And we're like, I'm going to, you know, I have all, I'm, I'm fine. Right. So Chrissy here, um, I, you know, learning to work on my co coping mechanisms, right? Like we're all in a process of healing yeah, and growing yeah. and whatnot. So um, knowing that I am someone that will cope and suppress things. So I have to learn, am I suppressing right now or am I actually emotionally wealthy right now? Mm -hmm. And the difference is, is if I'm coping and I'm not dealing with the emotion and I try to pour out on other people, I can actually pour out my Insecurity. stuff yeah, 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 to yeah. other people when I yeah. think I'm actually wealthy. Yeah. And there's like, I'm so happy to put this on myself because I, I have gotten to the place where I know it's not a shame thing to figure that out. And it's yeah. not like, like, or even if you are in a place where you feel bankrupt and you're still pouring out, like there's so much grace for all of that yeah. as you learn and you grow. Yeah. But I do want to recognize the importance of taking the journey of figuring out where you are and your healing journey yeah. so that you can be healthy for other people, be wealthy and mm -hmm. figure out where you are in life and have mm -hmm. boundaries of like, mm -hmm. okay, 
I actually am realizing that I might feel a little empty right now. Mm -hmm. So if a friend calls me and, and I'm like, okay, Lord, do I answer this right now or do I not? Am I well enough to love this person well, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I just, I think it's just really important to, you know, we can talk about it all and <laughs> say like, this is this and this, but yeah. to just really hone in of why it's important, yeah. especially you know, whether it's ministry, whether you're a parent, whether you're just a friend, mm -hmm. like it is okay to be like, I, I don't think I can have this conversation right now. Yeah. And that is okay. Yeah. You know, like I, I love you. And you know, Susie, you called me, you're sharing all of this stuff. And I'm realizing that I'm in a point where I, I actually don't think I can healthily respond to you. And then there, like there's grace for that, yeah. you know, and yeah. just, just in friendship, I know that that can probably cause some tension, yeah. but then just saying like, I love you so much and I really want to help you, but I actually can't, or mm -hmm. you can, and mm -hmm. you know, kind of move on right from there. Right. And I would say that's, that's an emotionally healthy awareness, right. Yeah. To be like, I'm not there right now. I love you. I'm not there right now. I don't have the capacity for this right now. Yeah. Maybe let's talk about it in a week mm -hmm. or in a couple days or yeah. whatever, you know, once you've had time to process it. Yeah. And I would say as it relates to emotional bankruptness, um, I don't know if you guys have ever been in this position. I assume everyone's been in this position at one point in their lives where they're like juggling bills to pay. Like, okay, I'm going to pay this one on this day. I'm going to pay this oh, one yeah. on this day because my paycheck comes in on this day. And there comes this like moment of juggling. And I kind of see that with relationships. It's like when you are trying to please mm -hmm. and love from this place of, of not really being fully filled and full, it feels like you're kind of juggling. And so you may be totally present and totally available for someone one minute, but it's not as consistent. So someone may not actually develop a secure relationship yeah. with you because one day you're there, one day you're not, one day you're gone, one day you're here, one day, like, and so because it's so inconsistent, it creates even more of a sense of insecurity, even though you're trying to be available mm -hmm. and you're trying your best. So wow. like you said, all grace, 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 but yep. God has so much for us mm -hmm. to be not just emotionally healthy, to know that we are mind, body, spirit, and to listen to what's going on, but to lean into what he has for us with healing, yeah. to be wealthy, to be able to outpour. So we can actually look like, um, he says, you'll know my people by their love. Like we could actually mm -hmm. look like that if we're all outpouring emotionally. And it takes us as the church, as friends, yeah. as as wives and husbands and everyone to really actually learn to build the emotional capacity with one another by repairing relationship with one another. Right. Right. So anyway, all that to say, secure relationships. We've talked about this before. That's all about being safe, being seen, mm -hmm. and being soothed. Yeah. And so we can practice, practice this with, with one another, but we shouldn't put conditions on people of like, oh, in order to feel safe, you need to act this way. Or in yeah. order to be seen, you need to come to me this way. Like God loves us full stop, period. Yeah. And I think if we can like internalize that, I'm still working on it. I'm internalizing. I'm learning <laughs> that there is no condition to my worth. I yeah. am. I have, Absolutely. And yeah. like I was just at a conference and this is, you know, not on the same lines, but similar. Sometimes we do things because we are, our idea of success is so off, right? Like God isn't going to care 
um, how many times you answered the phone for your friend. Mm. Like, were you a good friend? If you didn't, you didn't answer the phone, so you're not a good friend. No, it's okay, you know? My definition of success is when I'm healthy and when God shows up to be there, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I don't know if I'm explaining that super well, nope. but like if we can learn to be healthy and work on that with him so that we have that one-on-one time with him to grow, be healthy, and then including therapy or whatever it looks like to be well, then when we're in that place, we can actually then love people well how yeah. he's asked us to. Yeah. And then there's grace when we don't, of course. Yeah. But just learning, like, we don't we don't have to be everything for everyone at all times in order to be worthy or to be loved because mm-hmm. he loves us no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so just having that, that grace, yeah. if that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. I mean, when people call me and I'm in the middle of my busy day, I actually am like, okay, Lord, can I take this right yes. now? And then he's like, yeah. well, you have two minutes before class starts. And I'm like, okay, I will yeah. have to respond <laughs> later because I know I want to be present. And yeah. sometimes I'll text the person and be like, hey, I want to be present for this conversation mm-hmm. and I don't want to just like go really quickly. Do you mind if we schedule it for yeah. this weekend? Yeah. I'm going to have more time. And we've, we're not perfect yet, but we <laughs> have actually learned like, hey, can I call you at this time so we can talk through this? Like. Yeah. Yesterday, I was like, hey, we, we really got to talk. So can we talk when we have time? And that's a whole other story. And thank goodness <laughs> for God, because he's so good. He is so but, good. But, you know, just having, um, almost having that respect for your friends mm-hmm. and your loved ones. Like, hey, I, I am needing to talk through something. Are you emotionally wealthy to do that right yeah. now? You don't have to use those words. But, hey, are you able to take a phone call so that I can vent or yeah like hey i'm really frustrated yeah Yeah. do you have the capacity because oftentimes i mean i heard a friend just talk about this a couple weeks ago like she was like the so-and-so just called me and started venting and like just going off and i just had to be quiet because i didn't know what to do and i couldn't say anything and i was like well maybe you just needed to hang up on accident like maybe (laughs) don't do that that's me just you know being, being honest honest because <laughs> you know yeah if if you're not ready for yeah. that it's yeah. like this is me <sighs> yeah. I don't know I can't yeah I can't and maybe the <laughs> honest thing she could have done in that moment is to say I hear you it's actually really a lot for me yeah and that could have opened up you. more of a I conversation. hear you can you know can we revisit yeah. this in an hour when I feel when I've had my coffee, like, yes, you know, <laughs> when I've had a, when I've had my God time, because yes. right now I'm having, I, I haven't had my God time yet. Yeah. You don't want me before God time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not really, but I, I do want to call out something you said, cause it yeah. reminded me of something. Um, so we are kind of alluding to a moment that we had with each other this week, yes. which is really great because God was all in a, in it. And like I told you guys, I am a natural fixer and proactive fighter and I'm like, want to solve and fix. Mm -hmm. And Chrissy is kind of a natural like freezer. And so we both understanding in our flesh, that's our trauma response. Yep. Um, I actually got, so I was like, kind of like, Lord, what do I do here? And actually I texted her and was like, Hey, we need to talk before the podcast because I think everything changed. And (laughs) <laughs> we won't talk about what exactly. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was basically my text. Yes. And she's like, I need to fix it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I was like, and then I feel like my response to her was kind of like, okay, we'll talk about it when you have time. We'll do it tomorrow. And 
in my like humanness, I was trying to figure out what to do. And so God actually, in like the whisper in the shower, he's like, why don't you let me handle it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So my, my practice is not to lean in and be like, what can I do? My, my spiritual practice is like, okay, God, I'm going to trust you here. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pray and say, you have everything under control. And if it's something I don't want to hear, it's going to be okay because you're leading both of us. Yeah. And so like it takes for me to let go of that control is also is like actually letting God in more. Yeah. Whereas for you, your, your response of practice is like, okay, when you feel the freeze, it's like, okay, let me actually check in. Mm-hmm. What is happening with me right. right now? Yeah. Yeah. Actually like, like I said, going through the emotion rather than around it yeah. because going around it, you can think that you did it. You actually felt it, but you didn't. Exactly. And just as like a, to, to, give the testimony of the story without yeah. sharing the details of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, she wanted to text me and be like, okay, can you just like tell me something so I can, you know, <laughs> So I could, pro- I was going to say, can you tell me what it is so I could process it first before we talk? Before we talk. <laughs> and, and had she done that, she would have gotten um, a, a response, response that um, was not, that I, I hadn't had six hours with God basically. Yeah. And the response then was totally different than when we actually got to talk. And so it just was such a a beautiful moment where she was obedient to listen to God, like, Hey, trust me right now. I've got this. Mm -hmm. You don't have to fix it. Mm -hmm. And had she not me, I would have been like, "This this is all of it. And like now I can't talk about it because this is all I know so far. You know, like this is the only aspect of this that I've figured out and, you know, yeah. needed that time to actually process it. So yeah. it just was a beautiful moment. Um, and I actually had a moment when I texted you where I was like, do I like had already typed out everything I needed to? And I was like, I can't send this text at midnight. Like, you thank know. the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that to say just learning this journey, yeah. it is really learning and you never have it perfect. And it is like she said, this, the small voice of God saying, Hey, can you trust me with this? And he does honor it and yeah. he, we can trust him with those things. And it won't always work out like that. You know, yeah. it won't always be perfect. It sometimes it will be messy. Um, but it, it will, just, it will be messy. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> And I'm just praising God that I had six hours where yeah. I got to actually process through it because it was totally different than what I thought. Yeah. And so me learning, I needed those six hours to process mm-hmm. and her having the grace to know I needed that time. Mm-hmm. And then me also learning in that, okay, maybe there's times where I need to get extra help, whether that's from a friend, whether mm-hmm. that's from a therapist or a mentor of help me process through this so that I can communicate well with whatever the, yeah. it was not a conflict. I no. just want to put that yeah. out there. It was not a conflict, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just whatever that thing is. Yeah, you know? totally, totally. And, and it also like just showed the goodness of God in yeah. the sense that like, if I'm going to trust him by not responding in my flesh and in mm-hmm. my stress response, 
that he actually showed up that way. Yeah. And it was way more beautiful than I could have ever even yes. imagined or hoped for. And so I think those little moments too of like letting God into the relationship and like letting him know like, okay, he's leading us. Mm-hmm. That can actually be really healing yeah. and actually build relationship better. And I yeah. think this kind of goes into our second topic. More yes, yes, I'm sorry. We didn't plan this, so we're <laughs> way off notes. Um, but another thing that I just want to point out, like say it was a conflict, it was a conflict, right? Yeah. And you're in that moment where, say, you're texting with a friend, emotions are high, you're feeling anxious. If you think back of any situation where you were anxious and you responded right away, Mm. it's generally not a great response, right? And so just learning, hey, let me take that step back, knowing that we need to process things first. And whenever you're in that emotion of like, whether it's conflict or I need to like, I need to say what I need to say, it's like, okay, let me breathe because this feeling is not peace. And that's where like, that's where we can learn, not that we have to do it and fix it immediately, but we can actually learn. I I can take a second here and I can process this because I actually need to process it before I blurt out things that aren't going to be healthy or loving or, you know. Yeah. Um, I I just, sorry, I'm feeling so many things right now. (laughs) My my first thought is just how God leads us in his peace mm-hmm. and yeah. how if we've gotten so used to stress to the point yeah. where we're addicted to it, like if we've gotten so used to running on adrenaline, we've gotten so used to being low energy, we've gotten so fatigued, we've gotten so like bankrupt physically, mentally, yep. emotionally, yep. spiritually, we've gotten to that place um we may not even know that the lord speaks and leads through peace Mm -hmm. and it's and and i think that's what we feel so foreign it feels Mm -hmm. foreign and it feels foreign to leave margin for your peace Mm -hmm. for god's peace really yeah um and i know that i have to host his presence for me to sit in the peace Mm -hmm. because if i don't I'm telling you, I like my dad was a natural, like short fuse, like <laughs> tantrum, like temper moment growing up. Like I remember growing up being like, I don't want to be like my dad. Yeah. But I get mad super quick. And sometimes my response and or my reaction in my stress reaction when I'm low on time, low on energy, tired is the least loving thing. Mm-hmm. And the people I love the most get it. Yeah. And God's been working on that heart with me. And I feel like um, when it comes to stress, like a lot of it is trauma response. And um, and most of us have gone through trauma. And I think what's so cool is is we're actually living out what does a like a healing relationship look like? What does healing through trauma in relationship look like? Not just with a faith-based professional but also in friendship and how do we give each other space to be healthy? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so yep. I I don't know if you guys have been through like natural traumas, like earthquakes or like physical traumas, like people who've gone through cancer and, and things like that. But there's also like collective trauma, like, you know, the pandemic we're right. going through, mm-hmm. um, racial trauma, you know, being marginalized. And, and, and I would say that a lot of people have gone through interpersonal trauma and it is just the relationship piece and God wants to heal us there. 
And if you've been hurt in interpersonal relationship trauma, you can't actually get fixed unless you're in relationship yeah. with God and with others. Like you can think you're fixed, you can mm -hmm. mask it, but deep healing happens when it's relational. Deep healing needs to happen relationally. Yeah. And, and that's scary. It's so scary. Right. Because it's like, vulnerable. It's so vulnerable. And on top of that, I don't even know where we're at in our notes. It's okay. So. I'm trying, <laughs> doing my best. That's okay. Um, so it's scary. And also it's a process of actually learning how. Yeah. Right? Like this is something I am learning right now is I've, you know, with my coping and learning how to do things on my own, I don't even know. Um, I'm not going to say I don't know how because I am learning, but mm -hmm. that that step of like, I'm actually reaching out to um, build relationship and to be vulnerable, but like learning how to even initiate that is mm -hmm. like a whole different thing when it's learning how and it's the vulnerability of like, okay, so I'm going to be vulnerable here and it could hurt me. It could work out well. I don't really know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's it's, part of the step of faith. Like yes. we take the step of faith with God and in healthy relationships, like we should be able to take a risk mm -hmm. of like, I'm going to put this out there mm -hmm. and hope that it's a safe place and, yeah. it, and um, we'll be kind to one another. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I just feel like I don't know. I, I'm sure, Solomon, you tell us if we have very little time here because I feel like we're on like the last several minutes in this. We've totally gone totally off script. But, I love it. But it's so <laughs> God because I, um, I know, like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Sozo. We've talked about it mm -hmm. a little bit in our relationship or in our conversations on the podcast. But God really wants to go into those places with us. And he is not bound by time or by space. So he can actually go into those narratives with you. And he will refocus everything to the point where the, like, the trauma doesn't even feel there. Um, and so when it comes to, um, I mean, <clears throat> when it comes to like his healing for us, he also, I think, provides the people around us yeah. to do what yeah. needs to be done. Absolutely. Yeah. And heals it in, so like the sozo aspect of inner healing, but also um, like, what am I trying to say? So the Trinity, right? Mm -hmm. God, the father, we relate to our father. Mm -hmm. Jesus, we relate to as like our brother mm -hmm. and Holy Spirit is like a, a comforter or a friend. So he will literally heal every single part, like every, all of those relation type of Mm -hmm. types of relationships mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. if you have trauma with family or father mm -hmm. or if you just haven't had a lot of good friends or whether you don't have a brother or it's an estranged relationship he heals those things mm -hmm. and in in sozo he invites um either part of the trinity into those relationships again to heal it and to work on that from the past and it's just such a beautiful it's just beautiful because, mm -hmm. you know, we know that the Bible transforms our mind and literally heals our brain. Like there is yes. scientific proof of how the Bible will literally heal your brain. Like <laughs> if I knew the exact study or whatever, I would say it right now. I can't remember. We both learned it. So yeah. maybe we'll keep it in the notes or something. Yeah. But there is there, you know, there are people that need the scientific data that say, proof, right? That yeah. gives you that proof. Yeah. There are studies that show reading the Bible literally heals your brain. 
<laughs> literally so amazing it's by and also like prayer like yes. that time builds a, like it, it activates a different part of the brain that actually increases peace mm -hmm. um and what's really interesting so something to know about trauma is you know god can deliver us in the moment yes. like in a moment we can be totally delivered and fine and that person still has to learn to love well mm -hmm. and it's that part of like okay yes i'm healed yes i'm fine but like the loving well piece, if you've never been taught that, that is the practice, right? Yep. That is the practice of how do I walk in peace and not in my stress response. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is, so this woman, Dr. Tama Bryant Davis, she is at Pepperdine. She's also a minister and she's awesome. Amazing. Um, amazing. Um, we, and we'll share uh, her video on in the show notes of the podcast. So she has this video of um, interpersonal trauma and the Bible. And she actually goes into how Jesus himself went through like the worst level interpersonal mm -hmm. trauma that we could ever put someone through, yeah. right? With the crucifixion. And she actually goes into the different parts of healing he went through. She actually calls it two, like there's seven different areas. I'm just kind of sharing real quick. Yeah. We'll go into them deeper in the practical pause. Um, but what they are, is tomb time like god jesus spent time quiet with no one else like he kind of died he died yeah. um in his flesh emotionally physically mentally and we all i don't know if anyone has gone through trauma here but most of us have yeah. and usually there's that time of grieving mm -hmm. like this hurt and yeah. someone did not love me well yeah. otherwise they wouldn't have done this. So mm -hmm. there's the tomb time. And then the second piece is the social support. When he came back in three days, the first people he saw were the Marys, right? Mm -hmm. And he sought his friends and the people who loved him. They, some say that his mom was there. So he visited friends, like the social yeah. support was the second piece. The third piece was self-care. So he got sustenance, he came back to life um, and just really showed up and gave himself the self-care he needed. The fourth was unpacking forgiveness. So he forgave Peter for really denouncing him and, and saying he didn't know him. And he like really invited Peter in, um, but also with the soldiers, the soldiers who killed him, he didn't like, re like it wasn't like there was reconciliation or anything. He forgave them, but it wasn't like, he was like, you're my best buds, you know? Right. Like, and that's part of, I think forgiveness is learning what part of reconciliation and restoration and forgiveness needs to happen here? Because forgiveness needs to happen, but the level yeah. of friendship afterwards is it dif differs depending on what God wants and what you what what's healthy for you. Um, the fifth one here is showing the wounds. So this is really cool. I think if you guys don't know the story, there's a story of Thomas basically kind of doubting, like, is that really you, Jesus? And Jesus goes like, yeah, and he shows him his wounds. Yeah. And he like lifts up his, you know, clothing basically and allows Thomas to lean in and feel that they're real. Mm -hmm. And that's like us when it comes to sharing our stories. Yeah. To be able to say, this is my story. Mm -hmm. Here are my wounds. I'm still here. Yeah. And, and that is so like, I feel like such a vulnerable place to be. Um, and it lets people in to the deepest parts of us. And the last two are ascension. So he, you know, went to be with the Lord. God spends time with us and he's with us. And the last piece is re returning to serve. Yeah. And this is the whole like taking your so pain cool. 
taking your pain and using it. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool because there is this term called um, post-traumatic growth. There is opportunity to grow afterwards and most people do, but sometimes we might try to skip the steps Mm -hmm. and just go from the pain to like, okay, let me do something for God right now. And the the emotional formation we get from social support, from from understanding, integrating our stories and whatnot, it all makes a difference for our yeah. emotional formation. So we could be emotionally healthy and wealthy right. and not just kind of pleasing or yeah. trying to to act it, on. It makes me think of, you know, just that phrase, hurt people, hurt people. Yes. Or healed people, heal people. Yes. You know, so going through all of these steps, you know, you could go through these things and think you're healed and then actually be bitter and probably have a little bit of um, maybe entitlement or um, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, comparison or uh <laughs> it'll come to me bitter entitlement um, and i would even think like victim-y. the prodigal son like i just think of like the prodigal son and like the firstborn mm-hmm. like it's yeah. almost like oh how come you let but let that right. son come here right. and have this feast and, and that victim mindset yes of, why not me yep yeah. yep yeah so all of that and i know that we are probably coming to a close but yeah. i think one of the biggest things i i have to remember when you're a friend and you whisper to a friend, mm-hmm. you have to lean in, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how Jesus is. He's not gonna like yell at you to change something or to heal or to grow, right? He's gonna whisper to you, hey, sweetie, do you wanna work on this? Can we talk about it? And we have to make the decision, one, to open our hearts to be willing to even hear it and listen to him and know his voice, right? So yeah. like we said, kind of reading the word that will transform your mind, yeah. but then also being willing, like you said, to do the work. So we have yeah. to be willing to open our hearts a little bit and say, this might be scary. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's gonna look like. It mm-hmm. might actually hurt for some time, yeah. but I'm yeah. gonna trust you, Jesus, and I am going to lean into your still small voice. I'm gonna le- lean into your whisper and then I'm going to take your hand and we're going to do this together Yeah. because it's, he will never ask you to walk into something without him. Yeah. He will be with you. And then just trusting that journey and trusting that it's still going to be hard. There's still going to be pain. There's, you know, but the whole concept of he will lean in, but he will be gentle and he will be quiet because he's not going to force anything before you're ready or at all. Mm -hmm. And so my, I think my biggest encouragement with this is, um, just being willing to, you know, listen to all of this and then sit back and say, Jesus, what are you inviting me into? Yeah. You know, and we'll kind of talk about that in the practical pause and yep. the spiritual formation side of it. But really just, and even if you don't, if you don't know Jesus, it's okay. You mm. can, this can be the start of getting to know him because yeah. it's literally the best time where it's the best time to get to know him of, I am struggling. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. And I don't know what to do with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And just saying, I don't know what that looks like to trust you, but I want to open my heart a little bit. And I want to do that because I've been told I can trust you. And that is enough faith. That is more than enough. Yeah. You know, and he will honor that journey. And then alongside that reaching out for whatever it looks like, what, you know, I'm a personal advocate of therapy. And for me specifically, it is a faith-based therapy Mm -hmm. where I, I want to go to someone who can not only challenge me to grow practically in, in, um, you know, the everyday practical steps, 
but also they're going to challenge me in my faith and they are going to point me to Jesus. Yeah. And then there's so many other resources within the church of yeah. being connected, being in Bible study. But honestly, that first, first step of I'm going to trust you, Jesus. I don't know what this looks like. I'm going to let you into my heart and I'm going to let you heal me mm-hmm. is just. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. And I would say if you're going through a really hard season, even look online. If mm-hmm. like if you're like, OK, I don't know if I'm ready for therapy yet, but I want to I want to lean in to support. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a divorce uh, divorce care group that I joined when I was going yeah. through that season. There are life groups there are grief groups. There are groups that love Jesus and will welcome you in to mm-hmm. show your wounds so you can heal too. And yeah. so um, if you're like, and if that leads you to therapy, great, you know, you, but we, we want to love each other well. And so we'll go more into this in the practical pause yes. into um, the ways that Jesus healed through trauma. We'll actually mm-hmm. invite Jesus in to see where we are in those different areas. Yeah. And we hope that you can join us. Um, and we hope that this podcast episode, which is a bit vulnerable for it us was, because it was so not the plan and it's so not the plan, but this is, we're living it out. Like yeah. we are learning to just embody integration. Mm -hmm. And for us, that means embodying the fact that we are learning to walk in love. Yeah. And learning to walk well. And and we also want people to understand like no journey looks perfect. Yeah. I think that's one of our biggest goals is as we've been learning about what we want to share is we want to share the real stuff. We don't want to get up get in here, get up here, because we are not on a stage. (laughs) Get in here and just be like, oh, happy-go-lucky, everything's great. We don't struggle the, you know, like read a Bible verse and it will fix everything because that's just not realistic. And, um, you know, I really believe that the world is learning that we need to be real and we need to learn how to walk in the healing. And so I think, you know, number one is just know, it doesn't have to be perfect. We are right here along there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you do need immediate prayer or anything, and, you know, we haven't really, I don't know, invited people to, like, reach out to us for Yeah, prayer. but email us. Yeah, like, we will us. pray with you yes. if you'd like. Um, yeah. yeah. Just your prayer request. Yeah. And, yeah, that's yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> but we are here it's for you. It's just important to us that – you feel safe and you feel secure. Mm. This is bringing up things. I just want people to feel um, like they have somewhere to go. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's perfect. That's my, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. And we we will talk more about this this quarter. Yes. This, this is the journey that we're both on. Um, as you know, Chrissy talked about starting therapy again this quarter. I'm going yep. through this class, this, these classes this quarter. And, and so it's kind of going to be on emotional health yeah. and wealth. And what does it mean to not just say I'm healed and to say that I'm loved and Mm -hmm. to know it in God? But what does it mean to actually show that in our relationship? So we look forward to learning more about that with you. And we hope you join us next month. Yep. Yeah. Or on the practical pause. Or on the practical pause. Bye, you guys. Thank you so much, you guys. Be whole. Bye. Bye.